Hey everyone, welcome to Refinery Life Church and welcome to another Tuesday evening teaching. It, it brings so much joy to my heart that you join us every week and we get to talk about the Word of God together and learn a little bit more about Him. And you know, if you're on the Gold Coast and you're looking for a new church home, and I know many people are at the moment, why don't you come and join us? We meet at 9.30 and 3pm at 23 TE Peaches Drive every Sunday. We'd love to see you at the Refinery. We're a friendly church. And we preach the Word of God, and they're really the only two things you need to be looking for. You know, we're actually getting to the point where many people don't even go home in between services. They actually stay and we eat together. and It's such a great environment, and people are just loving each other, and we're seeing God move. So come and join us. And join me now in the Lord's Prayer. We pray the Lord's Prayer every time we meet, because this was Jesus' model. When the disciples said to us, Jesus, teach us how to pray, this is what he said. He said, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Tonight we're starting a new series titled, and it comes straight from the book of Acts. You know, the book of Acts is a record of the evangelistic and missionary activity of the early church. We hear so many people say we want to be an Acts church, but what does it actually mean? We need to proclaim the message that calls people to conversion and faith. Great conversions from the book of Acts is the theme we're going to work through for the next four, maybe five weeks, depending on how we go. And today, we're talking about conversion as a result of receiving the word. What does it look like? What does it mean? Let's have a look together. The text we're going to concentrate on today is Acts 2.41. I'm reading from the New King James Version. You can read from whichever version you like. We will have the, the scriptures on the screen. But let me encourage you, bring your Bible, open it up. Let's read them together. Acts 2.41 says, Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Those who gladly received his word were baptized. And the scriptures we're working through is Acts 2.37 through to 47. Let's read them again, together again. Verse 37 says, Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Don't often see that in a church at an altar call, do we? What we see is, come up, say this man-made prayer, and you're saved. Peter says, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized. We wonder why we're not seeing so many Acts churches. Let's keep going. Verse 39. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord God will call. Then from verse 41, a vital church starts to grow. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued, continued steadfastly 
in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all, as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple, now this is where some people get it wrong, that they think house church is all that's required. Verse 46 says, So continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. They went to the temple and they ate daily house to house. Verse 47, Praising God and having favour with all people, and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. That's what an Acts church looks like, not what we're seeing around the world. Let's pray for our offering before we go any further. Because remember, they sold their possessions, so there was no lack. Father, Although we can never comprehend the glory of Christ's deity, we rejoice in you today that you have sent him to us for the miracles he performed, for the lessons he taught us, and for the death he experienced for us. We are thankful. May in this hour a spark of his divineness be kindled in us. May that spark tonight Light the flames of love and compassion and may Christ in us create a new zeal to share him with others through our lives and our gifts. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray this evening. Amen. Amen. You'll notice that the title of this message refers to the receiving of the word. The text tells what happens when the word was received. The word that was received was the message preached by Simon Peter. And it is recorded in Acts 2, 14 to 36. Write that down and go and have a look later. The description of what happened as a result of receiving the word is found in Acts 2, 37 through to 47. These results will be considered this evening under two headings. The first one is the immediate results. What happened immediately? There was conviction and inquiry. Now when they heard this, it says, they were cut to the heart. And said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? This conviction was twofold. We, you know, we don't see enough people saying that these days. What do we do to be saved? But the conviction was twofold. Firstly, Peter's listeners were convicted of the Lordship of Christ. Many people sitting in our churches right now don't actually understand the Lordship of Christ. They saw him as a Messiah who was crucified and risen from the grave. This conviction of the Lordship of Christ led to the second conviction, namely the conviction of personal sin. The cry, what shall we do, is a necessary question for any lost person to ask in order to be converted. It's a natural result of conviction. If you're truly saved, you don't go back to what you were doing before. Because when you're truly saved, change is a natural result of that conviction. And there was instruction and exhortation. Peter instructed 
here is to repent and be baptized. That's pretty simple, isn't it, to say, but we don't see it. Repentance is the basic and primary requirement for conversion. You have to repent and hate that sin that you were in. There's no conversion without repentance. And baptism is the second requirement. It follows conversion. It's an outward sign by which individuals who believe the gospel make their faith publicly known. That's why at the refinery, we actually do our baptisms at a little beach right next to the church, in the canal, right next to a boat ramp where so many people can see it happening. We've had crowds there watching. We don't do it in a little baptismal tank in the church where no one can see it because it's supposed to be a public confession. So let's do it publicly. One of the most exciting things of being a minister, being able to baptise people. Peter exhorted his selves from an untoward generation. Around you. Verse 40 must be coupled with verse 38. To be saved, as described in this verse, is a commitment to clean living. Don't go back to your filth. Their sins had been the cause of the fiction of the Lord Jesus. Now that conversion had taken place, they were exhorted to live lives in line with that conversion. Let me encourage you, if you call yourself a believer, you call yourself a Christian, step into the kingdom and start living like it. Obedience and church growth in verse 41 was the next thing. It says, Then those who gladly received his word were and that day about three were added to them. People believed the message of salvation. And since the early church knew nothing about believers who were not baptized, naturally they were baptized. Then they were added to the church. This is something we see often where people say, friend so-and-so need, needs to be saved, I'll bring them to church. You, you pray with them. You get them saved and then bring them to church. The church is for the people who are already saved and baptized. They've already accepted Christ and, and baptized. And then they were added to the church. That's what the Bible tells us. It's saying don't bring your unsaved friends to church. But it's up to you. You already have a relationship with them. You get them saved. And then bring them into the church so they can grow. The second thing is, that we're going to look at this evening, is results. It doesn't just end with salvation. The four activities in verse 42, ordinances of fellowship, they continue in the acceptable authority is presented. The authority is the death and resurrection of Jesus as proclaimed by the apostles. They were qualified teachers. They continued steadfast doctrine and fellowship. Here's the second one. Fellowship is the communion of the saints based on a common life of sharing. It is fellowship with God and with one another. It's a spiritual partnership. They continued steadfastly in the breaking of bread. There's our third thing. Eating is a sign of fellowship. It forms a bond. Bread is the divine sort, source of support and growth. 
And they continued steadfastly in prayer. There's the fourth thing. They prayed individually and as a church, thus including both private and public prayers. They come together. The five attitudes mentioned in verses 43 to 47 are the effects produced by such a company of believers. Fear came upon every soul, we are told in verse 43. Fear is holy reverence. All the people felt a sense of awe. And signs were done by the apostles, it also says in verse 14. And wonders were spiritual forces that affected others. All that believed were together, it says, and had all things in common in verse 44. Their sharing was a voluntary act, following the example and the teaching of Jesus Christ. Continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Verse 46. I think it's interesting that continued daily in one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, that's twice it's been listed now. Gladness is a natural joy of the conversion experience and Christian fellowship. We should be happy, we should be joyous, we should be glad. Being of one mind and heart is also a product. Church would be saved. It's a who would be saved the church. Perhaps a clearer picture of this this verse would be added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Only those who were saved were added to the church, not the unsaved. I find that really interesting, that only those who were saved were added to the church. As we finish up today, the most experience of a human life is conversion to Christianity. Urgent appeal to every lost person this evening. Saved today. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. You are saved in the people were described in this passage of scripture by repenting of your sins and believing on the Lord Jesus Christ you don't need to say a sinner's prayer you need to repent of your sin and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ repented and believed you're exhorted to make this public by being baptized and joining the church let me plead with you do it today and also let me encourage you to be diligent with your Bible study time. Because, you know, you can get so much more from God than you can get from just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about it. You spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a redeemer and nothing is too hard for him. If you allow him, he will make you whole, spirit, soul and body. And you're important to God. You probably wouldn't be watching or listening if you didn't think that. But you're also important to us at the refinery. So when it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal his promises directly to you. So whatever you're concerned about and you need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. You know, you can even get us on the YouVersion Bible app at Refinery Life Church. This year, and I know it's almost finished, 2022, we're coming to an end very quickly, has been a year. We've seen those blessings flow. We've seen the miracles in our church. 
We've seen the healings. Moving into next year, it's going to be a year of divine restoration, divine recovery. If you want to be part of that, encourage you. It might take a little bit of repentance, but everything that's been taken, you will be restored. Until next time, stay in the blessings.